Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dorney's Vinyl. Before we even get into talking about the podcast, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, um, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, I don't know, I think, I think I've hit all the holidays around this time of the year. So, really, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This, If this is your first podcast, I'm glad you were greeted with a holiday welcome. Essentially, this is a weekly podcast, season five. Uh, I can't believe I'm already on season five. That's that's just crazy to think about. Episode 17, so we're almost halfway through the season. Um, weekly podcast, like I said, every odd-numbered podcast is an album review, such as this one. Every even-numbered podcast is what I call an EP extra podcast. Half of those ones are games, guest starring my wife. The other half of those are little tidbits of information, such as last week's podcast, in which I looked at the Billboard 200 and Billboard Hot 100 on a date in history. This is an album podcast, though, as uh, you guys can see. This is Charlie Daniels' band Million Mile Reflections. This was a wildcard album that I chose um, specifically, so I will get a little bit more... Uh, I will talk about voting on Instagram later on at the end of the podcast. But this was not an album that was voted on. This was an album that I chose. So I'll go through a little bit about the artist. I'll go through a little bit about the album. I'll go through the personnel, and I'll go through the track listing. So I might as well just get right into this. So we got the Charlie Daniels Band. So it's Charlie Daniels' band. So Charlie Daniels was born on October 28, 1936, in Wilmington, North Carolina, and he was active from 1958 to 2020. He has sold over 13.5 million certified records in the U.S., and he's won one Grammy Award and was nominated for six. He was inducted to the Cheyenne Frontier Days Hall of Fame in 2002, the Grand Ole Opry in 2008, Musicians Hall of Fame and Museum in 2009, and the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2016. I, I know. I mean, those aren't the typical Hall of Fames that I go to, but I don't typically do country. And, and it's going to come as a surprise, but I will explain later on why I chose this album as my wild card. He's released 30 studio albums and 54 singles, Charlie Daniels has. On the U.S. Billboard 200, he had five top 40 albums and one top 10. And on the U.K. Albums Chart, he had zero charting albums. On the U.S. Hot 100, he had six top 40 hits and two top 10s. And on the U.K. Singles Chart, he had one top 40 album. So Million Miles, Million Mile Reflections is the 10th studio album released by Charlie Daniels, and it's the 7th album that was credited to the Charlie Daniels Band. At the beginning of Daniels' career, he was playing with small bands and was skilled at playing the guitar, fiddle, banjo, and mandolin. In 1964... Elvis Presley covered one of Daniel's songs, It Hurts Me, and this prompted Daniels to move to Nashville to become a session musician. In 1969, Daniels played on Bob Dylan's album Nashville Skyline, with Dylan saying, quote, When Charlie was around, something good would usually come out of the sessions, end quote. And Daniels also played on Ringo Starr's 1970 album Bo Blues. I don't think that's how it... Bo Coops of Blues. I don't think that's how you pronounce the word. But I don't know, Boku of Blues? Bokus of Blues sounds better, it rhymes. Daniels then started his solo career in 1970 and formed his band in 1972. 
They would release a couple gold-certified albums in the U.S., with one of them reaching the top ten on the country charts. Million Mile Reflections was released on April 20th of 1979. It peaked at number five in the U.S. and number 74 in the U.K. It also peaked at number one on the top country albums chart. The title of the album refers to the band surpassing the million miles traveled mark while touring. And reviews of the album were pretty middle of the road. Robert Criscow graded the album a C, writing, quote, The adventurous journeyman, having long since turned into a professional reactionary, he here offers nine nominally new ways to kick shit down on an interstate divider, end quote. Jim Warboy of All Music rated it three out of five stars, saying, quote, Despite the inclusion of the hit Devil Went Down to Georgia, this is at best a mediocre record, Certainly not for everyone, Daniels' fans will still enjoy it, end quote. And users of all music rated it on average 4.5 out of 5 stars, and the Rolling Stone album guide rated it 3 out of 5 stars. The album, the album would certify triple platinum in the U.S. So, getting into the personnel on the album. So, the Charlie Daniels band consists of Charlie Daniels on guitar, fiddle, and vocals, Tom Crane on guitar and vocals, Taz D. Gregorio on keyboards and vocals, Fred Edwards on drums and percussion, Charles Hayward on bass guitar, and James W. Marshall on drums and percussion. And additional personnel for the album include Bergen White doing string arrangements on tracks 5 and 7, with Lee Jane Singers doing background vocals on tracks 3 and 5, and Terry Mead playing the trumpet on track 3. And the album was produced by John Boylan. Well, I will now go into the track listing for the album. So, all of the tracks on the album are written by the Charlie Daniels Band, and that consists of Charlie Daniels, Tom Crane, Taz Gregorio, Fred Edwards, Charles Hayward, and James W. Marshall, unless noted otherwise for the songs uh, who they were written by. Track one is Passing Lane. Track two is Blue Star. Track three is Jitterbug which was written by Daniels, Crane, DiGregorio, Edwards, Hayward, and Don Murray. Track four is Behind Your Eyes, which was written by John Boylan. Track five is Reflections, which was written as a tribute to Elvis Presley, Janis Joplin, and Ronnie Van Zant. Track six on the album is The Devil Went Down to Georgia. So this was released as the first single off the album, and it peaked at number 3 in the U.S. and number 14 in the U.K. It also would peak at number 1 on the U.S. and Canada country charts. So those are two separate charts, not U.S. and Canada. The U.S. country chart and the Canadian country chart. The basic melody of the song appeared in a song by Vassar Clements called Lonesome Fiddle Blues, in which Daniels played the guitar for him. Daniels moved it up an octave and added lyrics. I don't know what octaves are, but anyone that knows music knows what an octave is, so I'm sure they understand what I am saying when I say that he moved it up an octave. The story of the song comes from the deal with the devil motif, with Daniels saying in an interview, quote, I don't know where it came from, but it just did. Well, I think I might know where it came from. It may have come from an old poem called The Mountain Whippoorwill, that Stephen Vincent Benet wrote many, many years ago that I had in high school, end quote. The lyrics to the song also feature numerous other references, including to an early 19th century fiddle tune, which is Fire on the Mountain, 
a traditional American Southern folk song, which is House of the Rising Sun, and a line from Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys song, Ida Red, Chicken in the Bread Pan, Picking Out Dough. Cashbox Magazine praised the song, saying that it had a, quote, engaging narrative storyline, also a thundering piano, also screaming fiddle work, also pounding drums and screeching guitar, end quote. Daniels would win the Grammy Award for Best Country Vocal Performance, I believe it was in 1980, I don't have the exact year, for the song. And the song has been covered by numerous artists, and Mark O'Connor wrote a sequel to the song in 1993. Track 7 is Mississippi, which was written by Daniels. It was released as the second single off the album. It did not chart in the U.S. and the U.K., but it did reach the top 20 on both U.S. and Canada country charts. Daniels said that the melody of the song happened to fit the four-syllable name, Mississippi, and he joked, quote, I could have made it Cincinnati, except they ain't, there ain't, ain't no Spanish moss hanging from no live oak trees in Cincinnati, end quote. And about the song, Cashbox Magazine wrote, quote, Lush strings and piano and soft meandering vocals highlight this song that flows as smooth as the Mississippi, end quote. Track 8 is Blind Man, which was written by Crane, and track 9 is Rainbow Ride. So that concludes the informational section of this podcast. Uh, I'll take a short little break here. When I come back, I'm going to give you guys my song rankings, my song opinions, and album scores. So stay tuned for that coming up. All right, back after that short little intermission, uh, I'll get into my song rankings. So essentially, I go through the album. I listen to the album from song one to, to nine, and then I... Just rank them. So, and, and then I give my opinions happily. So at number nine, I have Jitterbug. So the drums at the beginning of this song definitely fit for a song that is called Jitterbug. These ha- This song had some very different sounding vocals. I'm, I I want to say that it was a different vocalist. I don't know who it was, but I, I it just sounded like it. I wasn't quite feeling this song. Uh, I really don't think that they should have switched vocalist if they did if they didn't then the vocalist did a really good job of just sounding completely different it had a very nice piano instrumental in it though uh and i also like the trumpet definitely a creative addition to the song it had a good guitar riff however it was not a wow factor riff but it had some good rhythm to it and my favorite lyrics were he wears a zoot suit with a reet pleat drives a 36 chord with a rumble seat At number 8, I have Behind Your Eyes. This song sounded eerily similar to Firefall, and I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot. And I don't even listen to Firefall that much. I did a podcast about them in Season 1, but it just sounded so much like Firefall. It's a good combination of guitar, bass, and piano, uh, but it's, it's almost identical to Firefall, especially the vocals and the harmonies. I will say they at least try on the guitars, honestly, and and then there was a part in the song where I thought that there was a flute, Uh, however, I was like, never mind, I think it's a synthesizer or a keyboard. After the first two tracks on this album, this was track four, uh, and and then going off of track three as well, I definitely had higher hopes. My favorite lyrics for this one, though, were that same sweet voice and those same old lies, I'm drawn into the world behind your eyes. At number seven, 
I have Rainbow Ride. Uh, the acoustic guitar gives this last song potential. The harmonies on this one are identical to Firefall. Again, I wonder who came first, Firefall or Charlie Daniels Band. I'm pretty sure it would have been Charlie Daniels Band, So, but they sound identical. I like the rise in sound during the second verse uh, of this one. It had a very strange false ending uh, and a very interesting change in tempo and tone, but I, I, I honestly liked the first part of this song better. It's definitely a medley, uh, which honestly made me like it less. The instrumental ref riff on this song uh, it's kind of sounded like Rush, I think. I couldn't I couldn't quite pull out what the band was that I was thinking of, uh, but I thought it was Rush. I wasn't really feeling the combination of chords in this one, and, and it was a very abrupt album ending, quite frankly. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, I traced my footsteps through the sands of yesterday, back the way I came I was returning, and then I saw me standing just across the river, just across the bridge that I'd left burning. At number six... I have Blind Man. I feel like there's at least six different instruments at the beginning of this song. This is really only the second song on the album that had like a country feel to it to me, which was strange. Uh, it's a slightly sad song when, you know, I actually look into it and read the lyrics. Um, I don't really understand the use of the synthesizers on this one. They seem really out of place and they really take away from the song and kind of the message of the song. The guitars are good, are, are, are honestly so good, and the fiddle is so good as well, that they don't need that artificial music of the synthesizer. So, this one, slightly disappointed. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, The years were kind while the man was blind, but he knew his time was due, and no one cried when the blind man died with the name that no one knew. At number five, I have Mississippi. I was not going into this song... I was not expecting that much piano on this song. Uh, Charlie Daniels definitely, and if, if it is him, I'm pretty sure it's him, definitely has a very classic voice on this song. Uh, this really sounds, if I had to sum it up, it's a love song to Mississippi. Uh, and, and it definitely is with the third verse of this song. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it is 100% a love song. This album... And especially the song has good use of background vocals. Also a good use of strings on this song. Uh, I thought it was a violin. I assumed it was a violin as opposed to a fiddle. Because uh, a fiddle just doesn't sound like a violin. Uh, it doesn't take away that it's a love song about a state, though. Like, you are singing a love song about a state. My favorite lyrics for this one, I could be on the other side of the world, but in my memory all I can see is Spanish moss hanging from a live oak tree. At number four, I have Reflections. So this one has such a sad tone at the beginning of the song. Uh, especially like between that crashing cymbal, uh, the tempo, and then the guitar on it. I really liked this as an ode. Uh, the vocalist, though, I will say, it's a little weak. Uh, I, I like how the different verses describe each of the three singers. You know, the, I, like I said... In the first part of the podcast, this was written as an ode to Elvis, Janis Joplin, and Ronnie Van Zant. Uh, this honestly could have been an al a good album closer, especially considering, and I didn't mention this in, in the, uh, the first part as well because I wanted to save it for this part. The album is Million Mile Reflections. Like, it's Million Mile based off of the Million Miles toured, and then Reflections based off of this song. You could have put this at the end, and it would have been, I, I think, 
incredible ender. It's such an, and I'm very picky on my ending songs, throwing that in there. It's such an eerie song. Like, I feel like it could have just used more raw emotion and a stronger chorus, because the instrumentals on this one are spot on. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, It was October in St. Louis town when we heard that the Freebird had fell to the ground, and we all said a prayer before we went down to play. Obviously, that was a uh, reference to Ronnie Van Zant of Leonard Skinner. Then, number three, I have Passing Lane. Uh, this one is starting off a lot more rock than I thought we would. Like I said, uh, uh, th there was really only two songs in this album that I thought were straight country. This, this, it just, we started out a lot more rock. It kind of sounds a little funky, too. Uh, and, and I want to say that that was because of the bass guitar. The vocals on this song, though, have that country twang. And I really like the part... Uh, with the different music genres, and I think that's the favorite lyrics that I pointed to, so I'll, I will expand on that a little bit later in a couple seconds. Guitars on this one uh, uh, definitely remind me of Leonard Skinner, which makes a lot of sense based off of the reference, uh, the Reflection song. And, and and honestly, Leonard Skinner is Southern country, is like country rock, so makes sense. And, and they also had someone else too, uh, and I couldn't put my finger on, and I think later on I, I realized it was Firefall. But my favorite lyrics for this one, because I've been rocked into ruin, I've been discoed to death, I've been funk rocked and punk rocked till I can't catch my breath. At number two, I have Blue Star. This song also had like that classic rocky funk sound to it, but it has country vocals, so it was a good a good combination. It's kind of like Taylor Swift doing country pop. I th well, she now she's pop, but that's that completely different story. I think it sounds like Firefall, and, and my suspicions were confirmed later on. I like the mix of the harmony and solo vocals on each of the verses. They are definitely two for two on Wow Factor guitar riffs, though. I don't even know if it was necessarily just a guitar either, because there was a good combination of keyboards in there as well. This song I thought was a very catchy song. My favorite lyrics for this one were. And I wish I'd never seen her with the sunlight in her eyes, and I wish I'd never learned the games she played, and I wish I'd never listened when she told me all the lies, and I wish I'd never seen her walk away. And finally, we got our number one song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. I even said it with that little southern twang that he says it at the beginning of the, the song. Uh, here's the country. Like, this is the country that I was talking about. What a fiddle that we got going on in this song. Such an upbeat song, such a great story song, you know, a song, you know, songs that tell a story. I love story songs. I love how it's really not much singing, it's mostly talking. I like how they used, you know, the story to throw in a great instrumental, like, you know, the devil playing his fiddle, and you got a great inf instrumental in there. I never noticed the percussion in this song before, I heard it in the background, uh, and, I, and I really enjoyed it. And, and I just love, like, the rapid fiddle ending at the end of the song. Um, and my favorite lyrics for this one, devil opened up his case and he said, I'll start this show and fire flew from his finger, his fingertips as he rosined up his bow and he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. Then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this. I almost wanted to do it in that, in that, that twang of the song. And, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to get into it now. This is the reason why I picked this album, this song in particular, devil went down to Georgia. I am in no way, shape or form a country fan. But this this was one of the songs growing up when I was like, I would have to say seven to nine years old. This was honestly one of my favorite songs. And I really liked it. 
once I got to be like 13, 14, honestly, probably even before then, like 12, 12, 13, 14, up until probably like I was 24, so like 10, 11 years, I really didn't listen to this song too, too much. Um, once I started collecting albums, vinyls, I was like, you know what? I need to get that one on record. That would be a fun one to have. Uh, and I got it. I played it and I was like, man, I forgot how much I love this song. I still know almost, if not every word to this song. I sing it in the car all the time. It's, it's just a fun one to sing. I really enjoy it. So that was my number one. The Devil Went Down to Georgia. So now I'll move into my album scores. So... We'll start with the Dorney score. So I give it a score out of 10 on lyrics, vocals, and instrumentals based off of my opinion. Lyrically, I gave this one an 8, pointing to The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Reflections, and Passing Lane. Vocally, I gave this one a 7.5. Uh, the ones that I pointed to were Blue Star, Rainbow Ride, and Mississippi. And instrumentally, this one earned an 8.5. The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Blind Man, and Rainbow Ride were the songs that I pointed to. Really, it could have earned more other than the synthesizers kind of making me mad. On the U.S. chart and the U.K. chart, I give it scores out of 10 based off of its charting position. So it peaked at number 5 in the U.S., so that scores 8 points. And it peaks at number 74 in the U.K., so it only, unfortunately, scored 1 point. Then the singles, I give it a score out of 10 based off of the singles. So it had a number 3 hit, which is worth 4 points, So and that was the only single that it had charting on the Hot 100. So it got 4 points. And then I gave it an album cover score. I gave it an 8 based off of the band being on the cover. So, total score was a 69 out of 100, which is not a bad score. I've had albums do worse. It's not a tremendously high score. Unfortunately, I think it's pulled down by the UK charting position and the singles. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to another podcast episode. I really need to figure out how many total podcasts that I've done. Um... But really, thank you guys so much. This is the last podcast of 2022. So thank you guys so much for making 2022 such a memorable year. Season 5 will continue next week with a game of Album Millionaire, guest starring my wife. Album the fourth time that we're doing that game. So stay tuned for that in the new year. Also in the new year coming up, I will be doing the voting for the podcasts, uh, or the albums that you want to hear podcasts about for Season 6. How that works is on Instagram, I will be going through and doing a ton of polls, uh, and and essentially you just go through and you pick the albums that you want to hear. So that is uh, uh, simple, I guess. Uh, You could call it simple. So make sure that you tune in. Make sure you go ahead and do that. Other than that, uh, I also am selling used vinyl records, 45s and 33s on my eBay store, at Dorney's Vinyl. You can go ahead and check that out. Other than that, I I said other than that three times. I don't think I can think of anything more. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. I will talk to you guys all in the new year 2023.